We welcome into the studio Rod Smith. What's up, Rod? I'm on air right now. Yeah, yeah man, we are all, we're in the middle of the segment. Y'all look, I don't need no 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 prep. You don't. <laughs> this man needs no introduction, is what he meant to say. But I'm going to give him an introduction anyway. We welcome to the studio. Uh, our we were just talking about how you mentored us, Rod. But um, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't in jail, so I did good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how many guys do you think you kept out of jail, Rod? Honestly. At least at least twenty. <laughs> at least. We were just talking about the the money meeting that you had. Oh when, yeah. When you brought us in and told us, look, if you're buying a fifty thousand dollar car. It's not just your signature. It's this cash, and you pull cash. Yeah. Did you just have that in the car? Of course not. <laughs> my money was working, man. You know I had my money moving, man. Hey, money, hey, it's called currency. That means to flow. It's got to oh, move. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah, Charlie, oh, know that. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie with the hospital, they ain't had no money. Oh, come on. It's one thing we had up there, currency. <laughs> so you, uh, we've been talking about this Broncos team, Rod. Yeah. And uh, Which one? <laughs> this one, this last we got, year. We got a couple different ones in the last couple of years. Well, well, have you been paying? I know you're a businessman. You got a lot going on. But have, were you watching all the games this last year? Yes. I, I, I um, you know, definitely followed them. I actually talked about it every week. Uh, had a little show on it. And, uh, I, you know, because I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm really a fan of, of football. I really love watching young men and older guys. When I got older, you know, live that dream. You know what I'm saying? We all had this dream and um, of one day getting to do this and hear this collection of guys from all over the country, all over the world come together for this cause and to watch them, some of those guys, some great guys go through what they went through last year. It was hard to watch for me because I know eventually they're going to be like me. They're going to be like us. They're going to be done and they're going to look back at the, that moment. So what do you think went wrong with that team? I mean, do you think it was an, a, a, just a, an example of an inexperienced head coach trying to implement a new system and not having time to do it? Like, we talk about should Nathaniel Hackett have stayed around a little longer, given him a second year to figure it out, or the mistakes you were seeing out there by him, the head coach, too much? Did he deserve to get fired when he did? You know, it's hard to say, but it's honestly, it's, 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 um, it's kind of a twofold answer for me. When you get a new ownership, it's like politics. Everybody coming in, they're going to change some stuff. Uh, every time there's a new president, they change some stuff. Whether it's needed or not, they're going to change some stuff. Uh, and I think when the ownership came in, you know, they're looking at, they have to, in a way, disrupt the current flow because it's not good. And, um, you know, coach did make some obvious mistakes. There were obvious coaching mistakes that were live. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. one thing to do it in, in practice. It's one thing to do it in, in all season and in, in the preseason. But these were real games, yeah. and it happened in front of everybody because we had a big spotlight on us last year because yeah. they was expecting some big things. Seven primetime games, I think. Exactly. It was the Which Russell we Wilson. Had, we hadn't That's had crazy. that in, in three years. Right. Yeah. We hadn't had that many primetime games. And so I think the previous year we had none yeah. besides the Thursday game that no one watches anyway. You know, that I right. think we had to have one of those, but that was the only primetime game that we had the previous year. And I, and I, I personally think Coach could have – he was figuring it out. He got better. The play call, the selections got better. And then he started losing people. Then people started getting hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were very bad up front. And and that you know set the precedent for the season as well. Up front on, on offensive line was not only did we have a completely different offensive line at the end of the year, it was like that throughout the year. And uh, that made it very tough for, for, for any quarterback, not just Russell Wilson. So the Russell Wilson factor, like you talk about two seasons ago, zero primetime games. Russell Wilson gets here, seven. It's obviously because of Russell, right? That they're giving us these primetime games. 
Do you think that was a realistic expectation that one quarterback could come in and change the trajectory of a losing team? You got got to remember Hackett's taking over for a last place AFC West team. They were seven and ten. The expectations turned into like playoff team or maybe a Super Bowl team just because Russell Wilson got here. Do you think it's fair to put that kind of pressure or that kind of expectation on Russell Wilson? Absolutely. You don't give a guy two hundred million dollars. Don't have some expectations. Two fifty. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and I had to say this to a lot of people uh, who called in for shows and different times. When you see him, I'm out eating with my grandkids, and people want to talk about Russell Wilson. I said you can't keep still judging this man based off the money that they paid him. Right. Uh, my thing is too. Everything around him was bad as well. It wasn't just him. And here's the thing. I, I still go back to this. What if we'd have won the first game? The very first game of the season set the tone for the season. And if you look at it, we lost six or seven games by less than a touchdown. Right. With as bad of an offensive team as we had, but we dropped the touchdown pass against Seattle and we fumbled on the one twice. Yep. If we'd have won that game, those, even the coaches' mistakes are, are, they're, they're removed when you win. Right. When you lose, everybody, they're microscopic on everything. Right. You know, what, what do you think uh, the Russell as a as a player could have done better? As far as Nate and I were talking about him staying in the pocket versus he's always running, he's not hitting guys when they're you know coming out of their breaks or open. What did you see this season that he's like Russell? In order for this team to take that next step, he has to do this this season much much better. That, you know what? That was that was a timing that was completely disrupted up front. I mean, the guy would take a three step drop and the, and the tackle was in his lap. Yeah, and then he had to step up and the center's in his lap. So it's like he's looking for an escape route. You can look at his helmet. You can tell where he's trying to get out because that's what Russell would, that's, it made his career. He was good at escaping, right? And, um, and, and we were just very, very bad up front. We got beat off the ball at home on the road. And, and as a quarterback, I can see how that could mess up your psyche. Timing was completely off. And, and, and a lot of guys, you know, you see all these things. Oh, he had an office and he had this. I said, that's why he is who he is. He had that stuff before, too. Yes, yeah. I so you can't use that as an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse, but I think it does create some friction in the locker room when when the season turns south because yeah, he's not the, one of when us. When he's one of them. When the season turns south, but if you're winning, you don't say nothing. When he was winning right. in Seattle, you didn't say nothing. So yeah, but but also he he you got to do your seems job. To do, he seems like he did things that just separated himself from the team, and it didn't go over well on some this of, team. Some of the some of the but guys saw, I, some of the guys I talked to is some of the receivers because I I coach with some of those guys, and you know what they liked him. They know, liked him a I ton. Heard that too. So I mean. To me, it's like it depends on who's telling the story. To me, here's my thing, and y'all know me because this is how I've always been. You got to do your damn job. Yeah. You can't worry about what the other man. He can have a parking lot. He can ride in with the ownership. I don't care how you get to work. <laughs> I just know I got a job to do because, remember, we started with nothing, and if I want to keep my job, I can't worry about Russell's office. I can't worry about what Russell got a parking spot. I can't worry about Russell's got a team. Right. I'm trying to figure out how the hell do I get good enough where I can get me a team, get me an office, but and get what me if, a parking what spot. what if you feel like you're playing good enough? And the guy with the parking spots in the in the office isn't isn't. I mean, it, it, trust me, it wasn't just him not playing. Well. I know that, but he's gonna listen. On, you get all the money, on, on you get most of the money. Receiver, there was some there was some lack of separation on offense at receiver. Sure. Receiver position. I mean, I really hate that Tim Patrick went down. That's my guy, and uh, but I think Jerry Judy picked it up at the end of the year. But there was a whole lot of stuff when you're losing. Everything is is highlighted. Yeah, and uh, and I think 
the, the reason why, and, and go back to Nate's point, Nate, your point was, you said, do you put this much pressure bringing Russell here to get seven primetime games? You're talking about these receivers. You're close with these guys. I want your take on this receiver room and what we can expect from these guys in 2023. That's next. We are talking during the break how, look, I mean, you know, I came here and I, and I got put right next to Rod and I just followed what Rod did. And, um, Rod, you said you were doing the same thing with Shannon Sharp. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we started with nothing, man. And uh, you want to make it, you got to find somebody. And at first, they, they won't tell you anything because they don't know if you're going to be around. And so Sharp's locker was right in front of mine, so I literally would just mimic Shannon Sharp. And uh, I remember Sharp getting injured, and um, <clears throat> he got injured, and Keith Burns and I would go over there and help him out. Like, he, he lived in the breakers and all that, so we would go over there and help him out. He needed anything. Like, to this day, if Sharp called me, I'm there. I'm his Uber driver when he when he gets his hotel. <laughs> I pick him up, I take him wherever, because I just appreciate what he taught me, right? Right. And um, and so we, we got close enough to him, now he would talk to us. At first, you just mimicked right. him from afar, then he then I talked to him. And I remember Nate's locker was next to mine. Let me give you a quick story how I met Nate. And so we had practice, and, and we had a new receiver. He was number 14, and it was a black guy. And, and the guys, we doing pat and go and all that stuff. We go to the morning practice, go to lunch. We come back out at lunch. I hadn't introduced myself to the guy, so I'm going to go introduce myself to the guy. I look up. It's a white guy now. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So I go to Coach Kubiak. I said, cool. This morning, number 14 was a black guy. <laughs> guys, and I, I, that's all I can say because that's all I saw. I never got his name. And I said, cool. I said, cool. What did the brother do at lunch that y'all fired at that lunch? I said, he make a sandwich wrong. What is he <laughs> And so I literally went to Nate. You probably don't remember. I literally went to Nate and introduced myself to Nate. I said, because he might not be here for, for dinner. For dinner. <laughs> so, let me go ahead and get me. And, and Nate was there for several years. His locker was next to mine. I was, I was trying to teach him with the stuff I was stealing from Shannon so right. he could play a long time. That's funny. So so part of that kind of education you had and how to be a pro, um, you know, you started off on the practice squad, right, Rod? Yeah. And um, your first NFL catch, unless this pro football reference is wrong, was was when you were 25 years old. Yeah. And in that first season, you had six catches. Your second season, 16, and then boom, 70, 86, 79, 100, 113, 89, 74, 79, 85. So – how how much was that hard work that that being able to play any position that you were talking about doing yeah. the little things you know I saw you chase down Julius Peppers from a hundred yards away and tackle him on the three yard line yeah right and save that game how, how did that become part of your game that Mister I will do everything it takes on this play to help my team win dude we I grew up with nothing I already won mm-hmm. this generation to me they don't appreciate the past enough. Because if you appreciate the past and you understand what it was for, it's to shape your character. My character was, first of all, I went to a small Division two school. Y'all see me repping Missouri Southern up in here. I got That's all right. my gear That's on. Right. I'm trying to recruit y'all, see if y'all got some years left. We need, <laughs> we need some players. But but my, my thing was, dude, I started with nothing. I grew up on the, you know welfare, food stamps, the whole nine. My mom, you know, raising five kids on the system. And you're going to give me a chance to play pro football, which was a dream of mine. And you think I'm going to leave it to chance? I'm not leaving it to chance. And I used to tell y'all this all the time, man. I played backyard football with a camera, man. Backyard football, you could be out there all day, no matter how tired you was. If they mm-hmm. played for 20 hours, you'd be out there for 20 hours. That's true. And so that's the way I wanted to approach it because here's another thing happened. Like you said, you know, my first catch and they, when they, and they see next thing you know, now I become a leader. Because you're doing, to me, what I was doing to Sharp. 
you start looking and watching. Right. So I wanted to make sure what you were seeing was proper. Uh-huh. If if it translated, you could have a long career even when I was gone. So when I look back, you know, like it wasn't just the passes caught that I'm talking about here. TD rushed for 2,000 yards while you and yep. Ed were on the outside. Yep. So how important was the run blocking to what you guys did and the pride you took in that room? I remember coming here and, and run blocking was a very important part of what we did, especially for a guy like me who wasn't, a number one or number two receiver going to catch balls. And yeah. when I was out there, it was on running plays. Yeah. So, so who taught you that it was important to run block and to do all that? You got 11, man. It's 11 on 11. If I got my guy, my guy can't make a tackle. I used to tell y'all that in the room, don't let your guy make a tackle. Yeah. If your guy make a tackle, then we messed up on our end. Because remember, when we're catching these passes, you mentioned all those catches and all that stuff. TD rushed for 2,000 yards. I feel like I rushed for 2,000 yards. Because mm-hmm. I, I got some of those blocks that spring them for those 30, 40, 50 yard runs, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so to me, it was about team. And that, and, and that's what it's about. I like winning. And I think maybe still to this day, for starting receivers, they don't really track all of it as close as they do with quarterbacks. I have the highest winning percentage. That's what oh, I really? care about. Yes. Well, how do they calc- how, how do they calculate? Well, based off of when you start, did y'all win the game? Like they do with the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, 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 the same way they do with the quarterback. As far as a winning percentage, yeah. I think I had the highest for a starting receiver position. You know, there's a lot of gay guys who okay. are so-called greater than me individually, stat-wise. They don't have rings, and they don't have wins. I cared about wins. And sometimes winning means I'm going to catch two passes. If I was catching 10 passes, we were probably getting the brakes beat off us anyway, right. and that's not good. You know, one year me and Ed had 100-some catches. We didn't have a good season. Right. But the, when TD rushed for 2,000, of course we win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I think I had like 80 in one of those Super Bowls and something like that. So, yep. And, and that's, that's, that was the difference for me was, is is my contribution going to help us win? And if it did, I believe they let me play longer. That's that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, and like and to your point, Rod, it's like a lot of coaches or, or a lot of teams have an identity of our receivers got to block, our receivers got to block. But here it was different because it wasn't like you got to block. You wanted to block. Yes. It felt good when your guy sprung a long run. And thank God your guy didn't make the tackle if yeah. the tackle was made. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to say, oh, we all have to block it up. But it was a pride thing in our room uh, about, you know, handling our business, whether it be with a safety or linebacker. Yeah. You know, that's where it's different. Because every team's going to say, oh, our receivers block. They there's receivers there's don't levels block. to they, it. Their receivers yeah. don't block. They don't. And, and, and I ain't going to lie, still this day, it pisses me off when I hear, oh, Heinz Ward's the greatest blocking receiver. I, I get mad every time. I'm like, Heinz Ward ain't got a 2,000-yard rusher, and right. I had Mike Anderson, Landis Gary. I can give you six different guys that rushed for 1,000 when I was a receiver. Right, right. And so that was the thing I wanted to show you guys. I said, guys, we're going to get some catches, but we got to make sure we fit in. And plus, yeah. here's the thing. We had Alex Gibbs. Alex oh, will yeah, rip you apart. Tear you, you up. <laughs> And the late, great, amazing Alex Gibbs, tear, man. Tear you hey. up. It might not say six senses to you the whole season, but if he talked to you at all as a wide receiver, <laughs> you are not having a good day. It's, it's, and there's going to be six MFs in that thing, too. Oh, yeah, at least six MFs. So he go, he go, but one thing, you know what I did? I, I really believe this. When I was on the practice squad, I would always be the number of the guy who was going to get the pass. If yeah. I, we were playing the Raiders, it was, I was Tim Brown. Right. And I taught y'all that, hey, go yeah. be the guy that, get the ball. We were talking about yeah. that earlier, yeah. Hey, go be the guy, go get yeah. the ball, right? And I was like, throw Rod damn ball. Because that's the only way I can get better. Yeah. I don't get to play on Sundays. Yeah. So, hey, give me uh, give me Jerry. I was Jerry Red Beans and Rice. I was Slim Brown. <laughs> I was right, Rocket right, Ismail. Right. I, I got a short gave right. me a nickname for all the. But you know what? I'm taking nine out of ten reps in, in scout team yep. or ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's what I wanted to show you guys. If This is how I made it, guys. I didn't make it because I didn't get drafted. I didn't have any fanfare. I didn't have no signing bonuses. I didn't have anything. Yeah. I got these 
these raggedy sandwiches just like everybody else, but I was hungry and I wanted yeah. to eat. And that rubbed off on us. Uh, do you remember Blade though when he wanted us to cut the corner at the oh, beginning yeah. of every game? Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. that was some dirty I, stuff. I, I saw Blade uh, not too long ago, man, and uh, we did a we did a, a chalk talk at the at the stadium, and uh, it was great catching up with Blade, man, because he was one of my coaches as well. He coached yeah. me. And uh, and and I was after all of his records, every yeah. record he had, I was yeah. I was going for it, right? And he was helping me get it. He had to coach you to beat his records. Yeah, Blade, yeah. Buddy. Blade is Steve. That's Watson. why I won't coach because yeah. I want I don't want nobody to take my. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Steve Watson. Oh, you got the key, but you don't want to give it up, man. No, no, get I, back I, out I, there, hey, man. I, hey, I had the Marius, man, the great late great Demarius Thomas. He was on track, man, to do it, and I was really upset how his whole career ended in Denver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it shouldn't have never ended that way, and for whatever reason it did, and uh, you know that. That guy, that was my guy, man. Because you know what, I could get to him and he would listen, and it was a respect thing, and uh, and that's that's what I that's what I appreciate about. The do you band. see that uh, quality in the? I know you have a rapport with Tim Patrick. Do you do you see that in the rest of these guys? Do they want to be coached hard? Do they want to learn and do the the little things and get down it get down in the trenches and, and be that great grinder dog receiver that Rod, we're talking about. I see them I see them fitting in on, on run plays and stuff like that. They definitely say that they they are definitely a different breed as far as other teams. They will block. But to me it was more of a pride thing. Yeah. I can always tell when it's a run and when it's a pass. I can tell how they come out of the huddle. You really? mean the guys right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. But see most people don't think they pick up on stuff like that. But they when do. you when you when it, when it's a pass, y'all come out of the huddle with a little bounce. Yeah. Boom, when you yeah. when it's a run, you're yeah. like, man, dang, I got <laughs> so just so y'all, if y'all listening, that's a clue. Yeah. In the league, that's a clue. I came out the huddle the exact same way yeah. every time on run. I did my best releases on run plays. Remember, I'll teach y'all that. He's full, he's run a go full, route. Full right? on go route. Yeah. And Terrell running right behind me. Well, that's great because you don't have to actually block man, if you yeah, run a good exactly. route. Man to man is the best. Yeah. 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 Man to man coverage, run them off. But no, I, I do believe they have some hunger in that room uh, as far as some guys. Because remember, that's, they're stacked up in there. And if you're going to get a chance to get to play and get some get some catches, you're going to have to go and do everything. And I think sometimes uh, these guys are now that we got a room full of first round draft picks and stuff like that. You know, besides Tim, he'll come back this year. He'll be hungry as ever. You know, with Steffi coming off an injury and 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 was was definitely moving up the uh, moving himself up nationally in the league as a guy that's a threat. And then he got hurt. You know, so I'm really looking for the, a battle to really brew in that in that in that, um, in, that in that locker room. And I think. They they'll have the right coaching staff to get that ball to those guys. Do you do you feel that um, the number of first round draft picks and the lack of guys like you and like me and like Nate? Not to say that that this is what a team needs, but the hunger that we had because we were undrafted, because we had to fight for everything. Do you think that uh, in some way diminishes their hunger? And that willingness to, to, to fight like you did. Well, you know what? When you when you start off and man, you got thirty, forty million dollars, you know, guaranteed, it's it's, it's kinda hard to be humbled. Right. right. And most people want you to be humble. It's not about being humble, it's being appreciative, being grateful. And it's about, you know, say, listen, I'm gonna show you you didn't pay me enough. Right. See, that's a different way to look at it. I'm a first round draft pick, but I'm gonna show you I should have got drafted higher. I should have been the first pick of the draft because I'm a hell of a football player and I'm gonna show y'all every single day in practice and in the game. And I think when you do have that pedigree of first rounders, y'all go show them. Go show them why you were first round pick. Go show them, you know, Corlin's a pro bowler. He made the pro bowl. So go get back to that. He got injured. He came back. Last year to me was, I, I, I was so upset because I remember when he got the new contract, I think him and Tim together had like, 10 catches in a month and a half together. Yep. yep. And they I was, they pissed. Both fell I was like, off right after they signed that. Pay, I it, here's the thing, but it ain't on them. Right. 
It ain't on them. How's it not on them? Get, they, they can't throw the ball to themselves. No, but make, they, make, they weren't even getting targets. This is the thing. Tim, I mean, um, Tim was barely getting targets, and Cortland wasn't getting targets. I said, wait a minute. We just paid two guys $90 million. Dude, you're getting the football every way I can get it to right. you. And that's to me is coaching. That's that's somebody being aware of we paid them for a reason. Let me take advantage of their talent. All right, let's talk about the coaching because Sean Payton's the leader now. He's yep. the guy. He's got a great pedigree when it comes to offensive football. Sixteen years in New Orleans, um, offense coordinator um, with the Giants before that, and then was an assistant head coach with the Cowboys. A Bill Parcells disciple. Do you think Sean Payton is going to get this thing moving in the right direction? Absolutely. Yeah, he already got it moving in the right direction. I've already talked to a couple people that's in the building. The building is different. The building is already different. Did they take the basketball hoop down and all the like? It, it's, it's, it's not. It's not that man. It's an energy, and you already know that when you walk in a certain energy, things are different. When you walk in a certain <laughs> energy, he knows the task at hand. He knows what he's following up. He knows what he's got to do. He, and I promise you this: he's a very detailed. From what I understand, he's like my Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Right. He knows where everybody is, what they're eating for lunch, even right. in the off season. He's just that guy. Little things the right little, way. Right? Little, little things add up. And, and here's the thing. He'll know how to move those guys to what they would do, like we did. He'll have a group of guys that want to run through brick walls for him. And he'll put those guys and make those guys stars in the league. He right. don't, And I can promise you this, he won't care where they got drafted. Right. So you're saying there might be some guys who emerge – on this new Bronco Sean Payton team that we haven't seen perform at that level right. before, absolutely, yeah. And, and who would you think would be that guy? I, I just, I just, I just, uh, I'm, honestly, I haven't looked up and down the roster. I, I know they got a, they got a, they got a whole core group of, of young receivers. You know, I really was expecting a lot out of KJ Hamler. He got hurt again, right? And, and and so people like that, he's gonna have to prove himself to stay in the NFL. It's just simple as that. And I think he's got a coach that'll say, "Listen, I'll give you a chance, but I ain't gonna give you a lot of them." But I give you a chance, and I think from what I've and I, and of course I I was in the league against Sean Payton as well for for plenty of years, and it's always he always finds a guy that no one knows, and that guy goes and tortures the league on offense, and and I just think he'll he'll find several guys here because we got plenty of talent. I just think it needs to be orchestrated orchestrated a little bit better. So you don't think the room needs to be upgraded? For example, Adam Thielen just getting released what? by the Minnesota Vikings today. 30, 32 years old. He's got some good football left in him. Yeah. You, you played until you were uh, like 36, guy. 37, right? Yeah, undrafted So he guy, understands so that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So would that be Oh, a he'll guy? go get him. Trust me. That's what I'm thinking. He'll, it, man, dude, think about it. It's a discount. Alan Thielen, Alan Thielen got released because Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the NFL. Really? Yeah. That's why, he got, that's why he got released. They quit. When, when Justin Jefferson went there, Alan Thielen was the guy. Yeah. And so here's the thing. It's not that he, he didn't. Over the last couple of years, he ain't called it near as many footballs as he, he should have. I would have believed he would have. Right. But he's got plenty of football in him. He's a very good route runner. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, he's a great teammate. You want as many of those guys as you can get and make it a competition. Right. Because right. here's the thing. I got to keep the best guys. Because once they're in the room, we're already under the cap. See, it doesn't matter about the salary cap at that point. What matters is, is can I jail these guys quickly to go, go back to prime time and show them, don't write us off this year. Give us a chance. Well, you're giving us hope, Rod. I think uh, having you in the last couple minutes have made us realize that brighter days may be ahead for the Broncos. Absolutely. It can't be worse than last year. No. But we said that said that though. No, last year was different. Last year, honestly, was probably, and I I have to say this because I just like, I just got to be honest about it. This was the worst I've seen. But it's, it's, no, no, no. It ain't the worst I've seen. It's the worst I felt. Mm. 
about, yeah. was, about was, how we were losing. How, how, we, were how losing. we were losing yeah. the games. Yeah. We were in the games at the end. You got to remember, we beat three playoff teams last year. Yeah. That's what people forget. We beat three playoff teams. Should have beat Kansas City for once in the last 18 times or whatever right. it is. We should have beat them one of those games last year. We had plenty of good football players, and I just think he just wasn't orchestrated. Uh, at the end of the year, those last two games, when Coach, Coach uh, I think it was Rossberg came in, yep. and you could see there was a different there's, there's energy a change, yeah. on the field. Yep. So the energy is always there. I just think direction so was the key, you, and that's Sean Payton. Do you think we should feel better as a town, as a Absolutely. A, do you think we should feel better than we do generally right now? Should we feel be a little more optimistic right now going into the next season than we all currently do feel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I do. Hey, if Rod says it, it's no, I, I My mind has changed. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, in the, to your point earlier, too, I like Coach Hackett. I was hoping he would get another year. Uh, Alfred Williams out. We used to go back and forth about that. And Alfred said he's gone with this, this, and that. I'm but, with you know, VJ is back, too. No, Vance Joseph is back. Vance, to me, I believe is a, a, a hell of a defensive coordinator. And I think it takes some of that off his plate. I, I was around here when he was the head coach for a minute. And you, and honestly, as a head coach, you try to manage everything. You don't get to do what you're really, really good at. And I think Sean Payton's very good at being a head coach. And VJ's very good at being a defensive coordinator. And together, I think we're going, we're going, we're going to get the football more. To give our offense tanker. We, 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 our defense was on the field all the time last year. And that, that yep. was, and it was hard because we had a, a very good young defensive football team, but now they're getting a little older and we got to reload over there too. Love the optimism. Love the fact you came in and joined us, Rod. We both look up to you. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Come back and see us anytime. And I made money while I was here. This is awesome. <laughs> what do you mean in the last hour? <laughs> I'm up like 27 grand right now. So it's <laughs> All right, well, that makes one of us. Well, that's it for us on the podcast. That makes one of us. Right, right. Exactly. Y'all said y'all was going to pay me what was ever on my phone. No, no, you had <laughs> no, that backwards. No. You were going to give that yeah, this you away. Were give it to yeah, us. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie, for joining us. Great of job. Course. Thank Anytime. you, Rod. Absolutely.